0: to you by the Georgia Governor's Office of Highway Safety, reminding you to buckle up, Georgia.
1: Welcome to another edition of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast here at Georgia Public Broadcasting. Thanks for accessing us however you are doing so, large device or small, mobile or otherwise. Your favorite podcatcher, and there's like 110 billion of those, the GPB Sports app, gpb.org in the sports section every single week. Hannah, good to see you again.
0: Great to see you. Happy week nine, everybody.
1: How was Halloween?
0: Halloween was good. So we left a big tub of candy on the front door. That sounds dangerous. (laughs) We went trick-or-treating with some of our friends who have kids, and that was so cute. Now,
1: did you dress up for Halloween or did you just go?
0: I dressed up. You I dress was up as? a well, my dog was part of my costume. So I was a Starbucks barista Okay. and my dog was a pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> Don't judge me everybody, I know. I'm just I know. To... Now, Super are basic. there are there
1: pictures of this where we can see what it looks like?
0: There are. There's a picture on my Instagram. Okay. So my dog checking. was so cute. I uh, basically bought the costume for him and I just dressed up around ah, it. Yeah.
1: okay, I see how this works.
0: Yeah. But, but I have a funny story about Halloween. So, so we, what's your funny story about we, Halloween? We put this candy out in the bowl, and we, we did it in baggies this year, so you didn't have to reach in where everybody else was touching for COVID reasons. So we individually baggied the candy, and we, were, we weren't home, so we were watching the ring, our doorbell, to see... The cute trick or treaters. Mm-hmm. Well, there were a few John that covered up the camera with their hand. <laughs> took about five baggies and wow. ran. I can't believe it. So,
1: so can you go back into the neighborhood and identify who the kids were?
0: I mean, you can like download hey, and Justice post the video. League, we
1: know who you are, and you <laughs> took five bags of candy. We know this. We're saving this for future reference.
0: Be like. Halloween night at 8.31, the (laughs) (laughs) Spider-Man. I don't know how you find them, but, you know. Just canvas it. I hope they enjoy. Do do you
1: have like a Homeowners Association email chain? Mm -hmm. So Like on the bulletin board? Okay. Which one of you
2: kids
1: (laughs) was wearing Spider-Man?
0: John, I am not ruining Halloween.
1: It's past. You can't ruin it.
0: You know, and we have other people from other neighborhoods, though, that, you know, pull up and drive around and trick-or-treat. So it could have been anyone.
1: Do you do you have any candy left over, I guess, is no. the most... What?
0: They were, were dry. They took it all.
1: So the kids, when they took the five baggies...
0: We had about 50 baggies ready.
1: And so you had all these kids come and take mm-hmm. five instead of taking one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's why you don't have any that you can enjoy yourself here in the month of November.
0: I plan on hitting up those Halloween candy sales.
1: I could see that. Mm -hmm. All right. So best Halloween candy for you.
0: I'm a Laffy Taffy gal. Laffy Laffy Taffy Taffy. strawberry flavor is my favorite candy. What's the worst? Mm.
1: How about the generically wrapped uh, generic butterscotch that's either in the black wrapper, the black wax wrapper, Mm -hmm. the orange wax wrapper, or the white wax wrapper. And it's just like that big chunk of butterscotch. And you can get like 700 of them for like $4. Yeah.
0: I don't mind butterscotch because my grandfather ate it all the Was time. It, well, did
1: he eat butterscotch or like the Worthers?
0: The the hard ones, okay. yeah, the Worthers. Okay.
1: For me, it is without a doubt Reese's peanut butter cups. What? Oh yeah. What? Really? Yeah, you can't be surprised by that.
0: I am surprised. What?
1: Re- Reese's Reese's so for good. yeah Reese's for me is is the one that that really it's like and, oh get this uh, the boss, mm-hmm. uh, she went to the grocery store the other day, mm-hmm. and so she decided. Okay, it's that time where, oh, there's a, there's a bag of Reese's. And she says, look in the freezer. When I got home uh, Sunday, she goes, look in the freezer. And so I open the freezer door, and there's this big bag of Reese's there. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's going to last about two days. <laughs> so, yeah, Reese's for me, that, that's the big one. But, yeah, for anybody listening, let us know what your favorite Halloween candy is and your least favorite Halloween candy. Let us know what those are.
0: Did you say what your favorite was? Yeah, Reese's. Oh.
1: Yeah, Reese's is my favorite. Without oh. question, no, it is unparalleled.
0: I thought you said that was your least no, favorite. No, no, okay. no, no no, okay. no, 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 no. I no. got confused. No, no, fa- no. No, my
1: favorite one, without a doubt, is Reese's peanut okay. butter cups, and, and the worst one, yeah, it's that generic big okay. butterscotch got got thing or something like that. What's the most underrated Halloween candy for you?
0: Hmm, these are hard questions. I did not know I was going to be asked today. I know. Underrated candy. This could be controversial. Maybe nerds. I like a nerd. Okay. You know, I like a I like a I like a nerd every once in a while. Yeah. So. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean that's, that's all I got. Okay, so that's all you got. All right, that's all so we, got. You we ta- hope
0: everybody had a great Halloween. That
1: too. Uh, so you want to talk a little football?
0: Yeah. You, you know, is that why we're here?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's the foot. It's the Halloween candies <laughs> on Friday <laughs> podcast. That's why we're here.
0: Oh, I didn't know. I th- I just got confused. I've been eating too much candy.
1: All right, so uh, week eight, what were some of your highlights? All right,
0: all right. Let's take a look back to our game, the Football Friday in Georgia game. We were at the Hill for a Region 8-7A battle between Number 7 North Gwinnett and Collins Hill. The Eagles started showing out early in the game. Quarterback Ryan Horn, John, he was outstanding, 18 of 35 passing for 345 yards and five touchdowns. The Collins Hill offense only rushed 17 times well, because Horn was so on
1: to, point. There, when you don't have to, why should you?
0: Why, and why would you? Because he connected with wide receiver Travis Hunter for two touchdowns. Sean Norris also scored three receptions. Final score in that one, 42-21 Collins Hill looked good. I was impressed.
1: Well, with with Lenny Gregory, when we caught up with him in the postgame, when he mentioned when he was looking at North Gwinnett on film and noticed that they were bringing a lot of folks and putting a lot of pressure on the offensive line on the quarterback, naturally you're going to have that gap of space, Mm -hmm. you know, right there behind the defensive line and in front of the linebackers and and then the secondary. And so you saw drag routes. You saw slants. You saw screens. You saw little little dump-offs and check-offs. And that got a lot of chunk plays for Collins Hill, and it was a, it was a really, it was a great effort for them. Great scouting by Collins Hill, and it was great to go to the hill because it was the first time that we've been there for a Football Fridays in Georgia broadcast. It was good to see everybody there in Swanee. Uh, had about a little over a thousand folks there, uh, socially distanced, mask, and all that uh, stuff for protocols coming into the stadium and being on campus. But it was good to see, and it was a uh, was a signature win for Collins Hill this season. Puts them in the driver's seat in region play.
0: Horn almost had 250 yards passing in the first half alone. Besides him, was there any other players that stood out to you on on either team that impressed you?
1: Well, I mean, you look at I mean, obviously Travis Hunter was Mm -hmm. a part of it, and you look at Sam Horn, and I think that Sam might be getting make that kid a better offer Mm -hmm. uh, as a part of it. But no, it was it was a stellar effort by Hunter on uh, offense and defense. Mm and to see what Collins Hill has been able to build defensively I think it's been it's been really cool to see and you know right now with that that kind of a a big win remember this game was 7-7 second quarter yeah and and then uh, Collins Hill put the pedal down you know five TDs and uh, Sean Norris had six for 129 and three and so I mean it was a great effort for them to to take advantage of what they saw on film with North Gwinnett and Collins Hill got the Duke and that means that they are now six and two.
0: What else was going on at the hill? I know it was senior night. It
1: was. It was a senior night. and It was senior band night, and so the seniors' and senior band was recognized, and uh, it was uh, it was it was really cool to see all of that. And they also had a fundraiser for a former player, and uh, he was a running back turned linebacker who was supposed to start at uh, New Mexico Military Institute. And they had a fundraiser there, and they had over. Uh, they presented the the uh, the money to the family to help out with. Uh, uh, acute myeloma leukemia i believe and mm-hmm. so uh, uh bryson's uh, suffering from aml right now and so the family was there to get the, the fundraiser they had bracelets that were uh, part of the on on campus cell so it was it was a really cool night
0: great story yep you shared that on the broadcast that's yep. good reporting john
1: all right what else around the state uh, stuck with you last week
0: well, Collins Hill moves to 6-2. They will play Mountain View on Friday. North Gwinnett is now 6-3. They will face Peachtree Ridge. All right, let's do a whip around. In Region 1, 5A, number 3 Warner Robins defeated number 1 Ware County 22-19. The Demons drove 89 yards on 13 plays for the winning touchdown, which was a one-yard run by Ahmad Walker in the final two minutes. Jalen Addy was 14-22 of 22, passing for 173 yards and rushed for 121 yards on 21 carries. Great night for the Demons. In that same region, number three Cockwit beat Camden County 34 to 13 to go 5-0, undefeated on the season. Xavier Williams was 10 of 16 passing for 140 yards and rushed for 159 yards with touchdown, touchdown runs of 59 and 71 yards. In region 16A, number one Lee County defeated number 10 Houston County, 27 to 6. Preston Simmons rushed for 155 yards and two touchdowns on 14 carries in that one and in region 5 3a gac beat sandy creek 21 to 12 will hardy had two td receptions an interception and a fumble recovery with both is that all (laughs) i know with both turnovers in the fourth quarter to seal the victory okay i have one more game
1: okay one more game (laughs)
0: You're allowed. All right. And all eyes were on number five, Parkview versus number one, Grayson in Loganville, John, where quarterback Jake Garcia made his debut to lead the Rams to a 47 7 victory. Garcia was four of 11 passing for 179 yards and a touchdown. Phil Maffa also rushed for 144 yards and two scores. Quick fact I got this from the GHSF Daily. It was Parkview's most lopsided loss since 1984. Sorry for those Panther fans out there. You can watch Garcia in action on GPB this Friday, John. We will preview that in just a bit. But what were your thoughts on Garcia starting on Friday?
1: I mean, we kind of knew where it was headed. We knew where it was headed, wasn't it?
0: I mean, I did.
1: Yeah. I mean, we, we kind of figured that uh, as soon as he was eligible, as soon as they could come up with a package that uh, had him comfortable behind center, that the, he was going to be out there for it. But uh, national spotlight, and that's what uh, that national network was looking for, and they certainly got it with Grayson.
0: Was it a Rush Probst told-you-so moment? well i
1: mean it's it, i think that it's what everyone was anticipating when it came to jake garcia with uh, mm-hmm. what wherever he was going to go whether it was valdosta whether it was grayson wherever when he was transferring out of the cif that uh, that was what you were looking for in jake garcia i still think i still think that this is an open audition for him for schools east of the mississippi miami of florida was interested mm. in him and, you know, when you can come to this side of the Mississippi and get an audition, I still think that this gives Miami a chance. Because, I mean, Southern Cal is finally uh, having uh, football. The Pac-12 is you know, back. But right now he's headed to Southern Cal. But I think that this gives a chance for East Coast schools to sit there and look.
0: What about the SEC? Anyone in the SEC?
1: Oh, I, you know it. Everyone? Everyone. <laughs> Everyone.
0: Everyone. What games did you have your eye on, John?
1: Uh, all of the above. No, I had, uh, obviously, with your five, I'll give you another seven or eight. Um, I'll give you Lowndes and Tift. Tift uh, kind of caught Lowndes a bit by surprise. Caught the state by surprise, really, with a 13 nothing lead early on. But then uh, you had uh, 17 points for Lowndes, so they come back for the win. Valdosta Northside, Warner Robins, they're doing it with defense right now. Uh, it is nothing uh, was the final there with Valdosta and Northside. Uh, Richmond Hill and Brunswick, two schools down on the coast. Richmond Hill continues to to get the Duke there. Matt Lazat's doing some fantastic things. Coffee and Wayne in their region of doom. Coffee got the big win there. Thomasville and Cook. Thomasville puts up a big number uh, with a lot of folks looking at uh, Region 1AA. Northeast Macon and Bleckley, a game that you were keeping an eye mm-hmm. on because of Big Mims. I know now that Sean has told me I have to back away from the microphone. It's like, big Mims, Amarius Mims. Thursday night, Northeast Macon, they're for real. And it's, uh, you know, 37-34 win over Blackley County. So that puts them in the driver's seat. Metter knocked off MCA when it comes to uh, life in in single A. Metter right now top in single A public and then Fitzgerald and uh, Worth County. And the reason that I say that is because guess who our guest is this week? It's Tucker Pruitt, the head coach of the Fitzgerald Purple Hurricane. And so what uh, we're going to do is we're going to catch up with Tucker and find out what it's like to be the first eight-win team this season in Georgia high school football.
2: Oh, uh, well, it's been good. Uh, you know, I really wouldn't have thought we'd be 8-0 when we put this schedule together, but our kids have uh, played a little better than I think a lot of people expected. And um, they've hit some some adversity along the way and handled it well, and just kind of found a way to get better each week, and we're excited to be where we're at, but uh, we also understand in the big scheme of things that isn't isn't a region championship. Uh, That's not a a state championship, and so there's still a lot left in front of us to be excited about.
0: Coach, I have a really important question for you. What were you for Halloween?
2: I was a football coach uh, (laughs) up here working and watching film, but I did get to go out Uh, on the golf cart with my little girl and uh, my in-laws and she was Cinderella so uh, I just went as dad and she had a good time and so it was good to get to spend some time with him but for most of the day I was just a football coach and uh, let her kind of have the show.
0: Oh, that's fun! Well, you got to eight and zero by beating Worth County fifty-five to seven. You had four hundred and ninety-six total yards of offense. Some of your playmakers: quarterback Rashad Davis, running backs Marion Clark and Denoris Goodwin. Talk about them and what they mean to the team.
2: Uh, They had really good games, and, you know, I think even prior to to talking about those guys, I need to talk about our offensive line because some of those holes that they were able to run through, I think I could have scored on. And so uh, we've got a really good offensive line. They're playing really well. Um, four of the five are returning starters, and so we really knew that we would need them to play well for us to be successful, and they have, and uh, Coach Rogers has done a really good job with that group, and they're getting better every week, and um, Norris had a really good game, I think he had two touches and two touchdowns, and so uh, we got to find a way to get him to ball more, he's been injured in previous weeks, but played really well, and then uh, Mario's kind of been a constant for us. Uh, The last year or two years, he's uh, always a guy that can tote it 20, 25 times a game. He falls forward he gets stronger as the game goes on. And and then Rashad's kind of our quarterback and our captain and the leader that gets everybody the ball and uh, does all the communicating and gets us set on offense. And so those guys uh, are really key and pivotal for our offense and our whole team, and we just kind of hope that they can continue to play well.
1: A lot of folks don't necessarily know Region One AA and how tough it is. And you know, you've got Thomasville coming up this week, and we all know what Zach does and what he's been able to do with his time with the Bull- with the Bulldogs. For those who haven't been able to see your region, just in general, over the last couple of years, how tough is that region to play in?
2: I think it's really tough. You know, all the the teams are really good, and they got off season programs, and they got good weight rooms, and good facilities, and good coaching staffs, and Um, you know, it's just football is important down here. And so uh, all of those teams are capable of beating you if if you don't have a good week of practice and you don't show up and play your best game. And uh, we're fortunate to be where we're at right now, but we've still got two big tests coming up with Thomasville and Cook.
0: You're a legacy at Fitzgerald. You played quarterback there under your dad. What was that like? And now what is it like to coach where you played in high school?
2: Well, it was awesome uh, play and we were a wing T team and I was a quarterback. We had some uh, really good teams here. You know, I didn't get to throw it a whole lot just with our offense, but it was some uh, some of the best years of my life. We had a pretty good team. I think my first year we lost the state championship game, and my second year we lost in the Dome. And so uh, a lot of good memories there with our teammates and coaches and uh, just to be able to come back here and, and still be chasing uh the same thing that we were all chasing back when I played here that elusive state championship just to be able to come back and coach in a place where I'm familiar and uh with a lot of people in the community that I know and to still be having the same chase you know this much later is really neat and unique and I'm really fortunate to be where I am at
1: and I, I asked you about Region 1 AA, but let me ask you about Fitzgerald. I mean, from all the time that we've known each other, I know the answer to this question. But once again, for those that don't have the chance to go see a game at J.C., don't get the chance to see what's going on with region play and all that kind of stuff, what does football mean to Fitzgerald?
2: Well, you know, there's not a whole lot going on here in Fitzgerald. And so it's kind of the heartbeat of our community. It's what our kids are uh, passionate about growing up, and it's what the families love. And then on Friday night, they're going to come to the ball game, and it's just kind of uh, the thing that everybody can kind of unify with, and and all support and be in together. And so, uh, I think our school's a better place, our community's a better place when we're winning, and uh, everybody's real happy right now. And we're just trying to keep it rolling.
0: We mentioned some of your playmakers. What about a kid that's? may be underrated we do this thing on recruiting 2020 where we make that kid an offer is there a, a player on your team that you think more schools should be looking at
2: well yeah I could go to bat for a lot of my players I'll tell you this we've got one guy that's played really really well this year that uh, is only a junior but he's going to be getting some big time offers when these schools come around his name's EJ Um he's a linebacker fourth and he was an all-region defensive end last year as a sophomore and uh, just out of some depth and some necessity, we had to work him at some linebacker, and he's kind of uh, just come on the scenes and really uh, over-exceeded our expectations. I think he had 11 tackles in the first game and 14 tackles in the second game, and he's a guy that's about 6'2", 200 pounds, and he can really run sideline to sideline. Uh, he's been having a great season for us so far, and I think uh, if he'll continue to play that way, there's going to be a lot of schools that will take notice.
1: You mentioned you've got two, uh, two you got two games left here in the season. What do you think you need to work on as a team right now?
2: I just think we got to work on staying humble and hungry and, and sticking to what it is that's been made us successful this year. You know, we've uh, been fortunate enough to experience some success and to beat some good teams. And uh, we got a lot of people right now telling our kids how good they are. And uh, I think that's my job as the coach, just to make sure we're staying in a blue collar mindset and a blue collar mentality. And uh, I want them to be confident. I want them to think we're going to win the region, and the state championship, but I also want them to earn it and to understand that nobody's going to give us anything. And what we've been doing is working, and so we can't let any success change us.
0: This Friday, you play at Thomasville. They're five and three. Preview that game, and, and what's it going to take to beat them to go nine and zero on the year?
2: Well, you can throw the records out the window when Fitzgerald and Thomasville get together. Um, they're five and three, but they've lost to three really good teams in Oconee County, Brooks County and um and their other loss was to uh Bainbridge and so they've really beaten some really good teams in Thomas County Central and and Cairo and so uh the thing i see when i look at them is uh it's kind of like looking in the mirror i mean they got a really good team they got a really good program they got a lot of support um i think coach Graves and his staff do a really good job they always got their kids playing hard and they got a good plan and so uh it's a tough place to go play, you know, at Thomasville and then they got a really good team and I feel like off the last couple films they're really getting better and gelling right now and, and playing some good football and certainly with the schedule they played, um, they've been battle tested, so they're not going to be afraid of us and uh, it ought to be a war.
1: All right, so last question for you, and thanks for hanging out with us this week here on the show. Hannah had the really insightful question early on uh, asking about Halloween. So let me follow up on that question. What is your favorite? Halloween candy, and what is your least favorite Halloween candy?
2: This is a hard one. Oh, the favorite's easy. I'm not, I like those now and later's. Um, See, the chewy. Now I and like and that too. Mm-hmm. Those those are my favorites. And I guess you know the cotton candy or the uh, what are the candy corns?
1: Oh no, yeah, I've no, never no, really no, gotten no, into no. those.
2: So it, I would say I would say now and later's are the favorite, and candy yeah. corn least favorite. Well, That's and, good. and
1: you know, and you know now that they've started Thanksgiving food flavored candy corn.
2: Wow, well, I haven't had that one now. That, I can't. I can't. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to. I'm horrible. not going to. I'm not going to
1: touch that one either. I mean, I'm. I'm in total agreement with you, Tucker. That I can't get within ten yards of candy corn. But now that they've started doing the Thanksgiving food flavored candy corn, I can't get within twenty miles of candy corn. That just is. Yeah. Eesh. No.
0: No, yeah, I'm done with that. I'm with you. You just, you just ruined my day. I'm
1: done. <laughs> She's deceased. Tucker, thanks as always for uh, being a, a great sport with all these questions that don't have anything to do with football, and thanks for being a part of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast. Yeah, hey, I
2: appreciate y'all having me, man, and uh appreciate all y'all do for football in our great state, man. I appreciate you. Thank you, Coach. All
0: right,
1: bye-bye. It's always good to catch up with Tucker on a couple of different topics, and it was it was uh it was wild when I was doing the research that they were the first eight win team. That kind of blew me away that they've had the chance, with all of their protocols in place, that they've done every single week that they have been able to do the eight game audition so far. Audition week one, get you to week two, get you to week three, and they've been able to do it successfully for the first eight times this season.
0: So they haven't missed a game for anything.
1: I mean, they had they had some uh, some swaps. Mm-hmm where they haven't missed a week. Let's put it that way. They haven't missed a week to where they could play a game. They had one where I want to say it was uh, Dooley County had to cancel because of COVID concerns. And so they uh, put it out there. It's like, okay, looking for a game. And they got a game with Jefferson County, and they had to travel from Fitzgerald to Louisville on the hop. And it's like, okay, so we're not going to Vienna. We're going to go to Louisville. And it had been a couple of years since they'd played them in the playoffs – But that's the kind of stuff we've been talking about all season long. Sometimes you just have to kind of sit there on the fly and it's like, okay, you know, uh, we'll figure it out. And they've been able to do that. So they've had a a couple of swaps, but they've been doing it all right.
0: Yeah. I mean, here at GPB, we've had to make some swaps. Some of our games have not been the the first choice that we wanted. So hopefully this Friday we can keep our game.
1: Yes. And it's going to be a good one. Obviously, you know, with uh, what Grayson was able to do on a national stage last week to Uh, Parkview now that uh, now they're going to be going up against Brookwood Brookwood and Grayson I mean two great teams obviously the concern about Dylan Lonergan at quarterback who was injured in the first half for Brookwood Mm -hmm. and did not return so that's uh, one of the things that coach Jones is going to be looking at this week when it comes to to Brookwood and how they're going to attack a very very talented Grayson team and it is stacked and it's going to be a fun one to catch up to see everybody at Brookwood community this week
0: Yeah, that's our Football Friday in Georgia game of the week. The Rams remain number one in the GPB sports rankings after going 7-0 with that one over Parkview we mentioned earlier in the show. The biggest question in this one, John, is Mm -hmm. can Brookwood stop? Jake Garcia,
1: Philma, and Phil Moffa. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's it's going to be it's going to be a rough and tumble game, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, you've also got Colquitt and Lounge this week. That's another one on the board for me. That now that region now that Region 17A is on the board, you know, you're looking at, at them. And you know, after Colquitt knocked off Camden last week. Now you've got Lounge traveling to Moultrie, you know, 45 minutes. It's one road, and that two-lane road is going to be stacked. And that is going to be, I mean, that's going to be a great atmosphere for a game for anybody who can get in to go see that one down at the Hogpen this weekend.
0: Milton had a change, too. They are now playing on this Saturday instead of Friday.
1: Right. Uh, Lee County is hosting Northside Warner Robins in uh, region play. Uh, Buford is at Lanier this week. Uh, Valdosta is at Houston County, and so that's another big region game. Will uh, Will Valdosta continue to do it on defense? And so, uh, you know, right now, Amari Jones, 11-22 of 22 for 161, ran for another 50. But right now, clamping down on defense, and, and I will always maintain that when it comes to halftime adjustments, Rush Prokst is one of the best. He and his staff, one of the best staffs at halftime adjustments that you'll see. And so, I mean, that's uh, another one. You've got Richmond Hill at Glen Academy. That's going to be another great game. Uh, this Friday, as you and I are talking, uh, one of the most underrated stories that we have this year. River Ridge, 7-0, and 0, ranked for the first time since the school opened 11 years wow. ago. And so good stuff for River Ridge, knocking off Centennial. They've got Sequoia, so it looks like uh, River Ridge might, uh, they're leaning toward 8-0. I mean, 8-0 out of the blocks, you know, that's good for them. Uh, you mentioned uh, Warner Robins. Warner Robins now gets Wayne County this week. Wayne County's playing their ninth game of the year this week, hmm. as will uh, Fitzgerald. So, I mean, it's you've got a lot of great games across the board. We'll let you know what uh, what's going on with all of those games, and it's going to be fun to to recap all of them again next week. But that's just a small sample of everything that's going on. Jones County knocked off undefeated Ola last week down in Gray. So the uh, the Greyhounds. It was uh, That was another good win for them. But there's a lot of good stuff going on now that region play. We welcome everyone to region play. It's, yes. I, I feel like Mr. Rourke on Fantasy Island. <laughs> Smiles, everyone. Smiles. We're now all in region play. And so now we have three weeks left in the regular season. That I can't believe.
0: Wow. How is that possible?
1: Because, I mean, we literally started. I, it's strange. I know that we pushed the schedule back and everything. Mm-hmm. But it's just that we got to this point. It's just wild. We, we want to know, for those of you who are listening... Who's your team? Who are they playing? What happened last week? What are you looking forward to with the team? What do you think about region play? Let us know what you're thinking about your favorite team. You can do that a bunch of different ways. You can reach out to us on, let's see, it's it's the Bluebird.
0: Mm-hmm. It's, Twitter.
1: It's the pink camera. Instagram. It is the blue square with the white letter in it. Facebook. And then uh, the red rectangle with the white play button. YouTube. So all of those, you can like, friend, be a part of the conversation, subscribe, and you can let us know what you're going on. Oh, we got some news about Countdown to Kickoff, too.
0: Yeah, I was going to say the best way to contact us is on Countdown to Kickoff. Every Wednesday on GBB Sports Facebook Live, we're changing the time from noon to 5, so starting this Wednesday, November the 4th. We will be going live at five o'clock and we take live questions and comments. So just get in the comment section and have fun with us. We've got some regulars. We're changing the time just because people have asked, um, you know, just changing things up, seeing how five o'clock goes rather than the lunch hour. We ask, we ask what's for what's for lunch? What are you eating for lunch on the show? And now we're going to ask what's for dinner.
1: What's for dinner?
0: I'm excited to see how the new time works. Yeah, I
1: am too. We've had some
0: folks ask us for a more lenient time. And
1: so so we've got that, and we've got Recruiting 2020. That'll be on Friday night before Football Fridays in Mm -hmm. Georgia. A lot of big news there as well. So it's a stacked stacked week for us at Georgia Public Broadcasting. We want to thank you for hanging out with us for another round of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast here at GPB. For the irreplaceable and award-winning producer, Sean Powers. And for Hannah Gooden.
0: And the award-winning co-host, John (laughs) Nelson, everybody.
1: Play it safe, everybody. We'll see you next week.